You are about to experience Bubble and Squeak, the explicit podcast made for adults by someone who is often terribly childish. Hi, I'm Peter Santoscano, and this is Bubble and Squeak, a podcast with uncanny sounds, funny interludes, and stories, most weird, many true. Okay, here's season three, episode five. Our show today comes in three parts. Part one, biophilia, a news report from the future. Part two, Lynn Johnson reads from her spiritual memoir, Holy Adventure. Part three, a sound slice from a KwaZulu-Natal forest in South Africa. Our top story, after an eight-month-long manhunt, police earlier today announced the capture of fugitive Steve Miller. He was discovered in a forest less than 10 miles from his home. Miller eluded law enforcement agencies ever since an arrest warrant was issued on January 5, 2052. He's charged with indecent exposure, inappropriate interspecies contact, and a boreal sexual assault. Starting in 2046, Mr. Miller served as the Narrowsburg Forest Tree Steward. To the community, he appeared a passionate and committed tree caretaker. He even earned a coveted five-star rating from Tree Stewards International. But five years into the job, things turned sinister. It started in early 2050 when Miller posted a community bulletin stating the forest was closed for reconstitution. This should have raised alarms. Reconstitution of the forest had already happened in 2049 and was not scheduled to happen again until 2069. Access to the forest was cut off to residents, tree officials, and even indigenous leaders. Shortly after the closure, residents near the forest noted irregularities in the tree canopy. There was a purple haze or a smoky glow, and then these bizarre noises coming from the forest. It sounded like a feral cat in a scuba suit. Mr. Miller, who has a degree in arborology, allegedly conducted unorthodox and unapproved experiments on the trees and their root systems. Psychosocial experts speculate Mr. Miller may have developed an extreme case of biophilia, a love of nature. He showed a particular obsession for trees and their underground fungal systems. The police report alleges Mr. Miller mimicked the tree's ability to tap into arboreal communication systems. He then digitally disguised himself as a young birch tree in distress then biochemically signaled to other trees. Wearing a multi-sensory biosuit, Miller engaged in, quote, inappropriate behavior with the trees and the underground fungi communication networks, end quote. Tree Stewards International has over 15,000 tree stewards worldwide. Yuri Pachekov, the organization head, issued the following statement. The actions of Mr. Miller do not reflect the values of Tree Stewards International. Unfortunately, in every forest, you will occasionally get a bad apple. Pachekov vows Tree Stewards International will conduct their own investigation and will take the necessary steps to ensure this will never happen again. It was early this morning when Mr. Miller was discovered by a forager collecting foods for a local restaurant. She saw a naked man on a very thin branch high up in an elm tree. Police eventually coax Mr. Miller down 
and arrested him. Steve Miller will appear in front of the county magistrate on October 14, 2052. This is a reading from Holy Adventure by Lynn Johnson. This is the second chapter called Holy Vision. I felt very intimidated. I had entered a workshop where everyone was a Yale art major, and my artistic ability was quite undeveloped. My Quaker friend, Paul, had convinced me to go spend the day learning to draw with a man he greatly admired. Frederick Frunk was a painter, sculptor, and author of many books on spirituality, including The Zen of Seeing. His work is exhibited in major museums around the world. He was a kindly looking older man standing in front of me, explaining that I and the 20 other participants would now learn to see. Seeing is the key to drawing, he explained. He would give us something to look at, and then we were to draw it. He walked around, placing different plants in each participant's hand. He gave me a leaf. I stared at my maple leaf as hard as I could, then started to sketch. I wasn't pleased with how it was coming out. I heard Frederick going from student to student, commenting, ah, lovely, and yes, you are seeing. Then he came to me. I waited, my face growing hot. Frederick took my pencil from me, held my hand at the wrist and shook it. Then he put the pencil back in my hand. Now try, he said. My impulse was to run out of the room, but I didn't want everyone watching me. Embarrassed and discouraged, I looked down at my leaf and kept trying to draw. Tears slid down my face. Freddie came back and said gently, if you can get through this, you'll be able to see. He took the leaf out of my hand and placed a violet there instead. I looked at the little violet in my hand. Hours had passed since Frederick had harvested the plant, so it had started to wilt. Through my tears, I felt that wilt. I started to draw. Frederick came around again to look at my work. You see the flower, he exclaimed. He took away the violet and gave me a branch with many leaves. It looked huge to me. Knowing I felt overwhelmed, he encouraged me. Expand your vision now. Feel the sweep of the branch, the movement of the leaves, 
and capture that, he demonstrated a quick curving motion with my pencil. I spent the final hours of his workshop drawing whatever he placed before me. Exhausted and exhilarated, I shook his hand and thanked him. I'm sure I wasn't the finest artist in his class, but I imagine I was the one who made the most progress. Going outside, I was amazed at the world that greeted me. Everything sparkled. I saw each leaf on each tree clearly in focus. In later years, I would remember what I saw when I read the words that Hildegard of Bengen wrote in the 12th century. There is no creation that does not have a radiance. The next morning was first day, and still in a heightened state of awareness, I went to our Quaker meeting. We met in Connecticut Hall, inside the Yale Old Campus. The high ceiling room with its wooden floors and tall windows looked beautiful to me that day. The friends sitting there were especially lovely. In silence, we sought the presence of the divine. I usually had a hard time settling into worship, but then I centered deep inside. I had the sensation of wilting, of my physical boundaries melting. Breathing slowly, I felt myself spreading into the room. I spread out and touched each beloved friend. I kept melting further until I was outside in the courtyard. I was moving along the grass, touching the trees. I was part of everything. When the end of meeting came and we shook hands, it took some time for me to come back into my body. I looked around in wonder, my heart full of love. I will always remember that whole weekend and the miraculous sense of oneness I felt. When I was studying at Yale Divinity School, some years later, I read Evelyn Underhill's classic on mysticism. She would define what I experienced as a unitive state. Now, my heart hurts from all the damage we have done to our biosphere, plant, animal, and human life. I am called to spend my remaining days doing what I can to save God's earth and every inhabitant. We are one with all creation.
Let me set the scene for you. I am in the province of KwaZulu-Natal in South Africa. My in-laws, Pete and Dee, lead us on a walk in Klinza Forest. It's a thick, wooded sanctuary for hundreds of bird species, including the spectacular Narina Trogan. We climbed three flights of stairs to a platform that overlooked the entire canopy. And there I asked the family to sit quietly for a moment so that I could record this for you. Bubble and Squeak is written and produced by me, Peterson Toscano. I mostly make this show for my own pleasure. In this episode, you heard Lynn Johnson reading from Holy Adventure, a spiritual memoir. It is available for purchase at meetinghouse.xyz. I highly recommend it. That website is meetinghouse.xyz. The Bubble and Squeak theme song is Worthless by the Jelly Rocks from the album Bang and Whimper. Other music on this episode comes from EpidemicSound.com. Find more great music and new podcasts by visiting RockCandyRecordings.com. Feel free to say hi to me on Twitter or better yet, over on TikTok. Oh, and thanks for listening. For more shows like this one, visit rockcandyrecordings.com. Thank you.